The Recap on Top Sport with Michael Abramson. So plenty of sports to recap this evening and we'll start looking uh, looking back at what happened in the rugby world this weekend. I'm joined by our rugby correspondent, Hotso Selo. Hotso, good evening. Lots to chat about and thanks for your time tonight. Okay, we apparently are struggling to get. We had Hotso on the line just a moment ago. We'll try and get him back. So let me tell you what happened this weekend in the rugby world. Of course, the Stormers had to go and play away at Exeter. They lost that, a tight match in the end, but going down there, the Sharks going down in Toulouse, they took the name of the city literally and went down despite having dominance in a lot of that fixture. And they were certainly competitive for large periods before falling away there. And then the Lions losing in Scotland as well this past weekend. They went down in Glasgow. So in their competition, so it didn't go very, very well for them. In the Curry Cup, the Bulls moved off the bottom of the table with a win, a very, very comfortable win over Griquiz on Friday night at Loftus. But there were... Incidents at the other end of the table because the Pumas who've been absolutely magnificent this season and they they just couldn't do anything wrong. They won f- their first four matches, three of them with bonus points. They eventually went down, going down uh, in Durban to the Sharks by 19 points to 12 in quite an exciting encounter. The Lions were humbled yesterday at Ellis Park against the Cheetahs and there was also a win for Western Province against the Griffins. Then in the Singapore Sevens, a bit of a disastrous time in the Singapore Sevens for South Africa. This once mighty South African blitzbox side who beat everything in their path and were just magnificent, struggling at the moment with injuries, but a low point, the very lowest of lows, they lost to Spain in that tournament, ended joint 12th, which means now that they are 7th in the log overall and really battling for automatic qualification as far as the Olympics in Paris are concerned. So... As far as South Africa are concerned, really not a good tournament following up on their better tournament that they had in Hong Kong last week. We're still trying to get hold of Khotso Selo, and I believe we do have him on the line. Khotso, good evening. Good evening, Michael. Oh, lovely to chat to you. I'm glad we finally managed to get hold of you because there's so much to talk about in the world of rugby. Uh, let's just start with the European competitions. And obviously, a really, really tough challenge for the South African teams having to play away under the, the ruling where South African teams are not allowed to host knockout stages of the competition. It makes it really hard for the Stormers and the Sharks, but both very, very much competitive in their matches. Very much competitive, but it's a bit unfortunate that the guys had to travel over, you know, the week and and only settle in on Wednesday, have one training session on a Thursday, and then a captain's run on a Friday, then Mm. on Saturday, you know, be at a packed house where, you know, even some refereeing decisions might, one might argue, not quite going, you know, the South Africans way. So I think it's, it's, it's one of those stern tests and it's part and parcel of professional sport, you know, um, you know, when once we made the decision that we will be playing in the European scene, these are the kind of things that we had to factor in. And I think it bodes well for, 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 for the Springboks later on in the season, uh, particularly when the Sharks playing in France, you know, just getting accustomed to those uh, French conditions and then just understanding how, you know, um, you know, the, the, uh, ferocity of, of 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 the crowds and as well as some of the French players on the field can be and I think it was a it was a serious wake-up call for South African sides just to you know remind them that it won't be that easy in the in the mm-hmm. European space. 
I suppose talking about that, the decision made by the South African rugby authorities to go and join Northern Hemisphere competitions rather than play in the Sanzar tournaments that we've had in the past, playing against Australia and New Zealand opposition, where everybody knew everybody well, and South Africa had that disadvantage of having long travels. Uh, How have you... What have you made of that decision to to play in Europe? Do you think it's a good thing long-term for South African rugby? I think it's a good decision long-term. If you look at the fact that, um, you know, the South African sides are being tested against European opposition for with, with different moulds. When you look at the French sides and, and the Italian side, they're more expressive and, 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 and play with a bit more flair and panache. And when you look at uh, t- uh, teams from... Uh, England or Wales or Ireland, you know, some of those teams are a bit more structured where, you know, it's it's a bit more 10-man rugby. So it tests the South Africans in terms of all these different types of, you know, mm-hmm. styles of rugby that have to come against. And, and as well as, uh, you know, so, some of the fields, they are a little bit wet underfoot and heavy conditions. And and I think more than anything, not, not only is it testing the players, but it's also testing the coaching. Um, in terms of having to to be able to think outside the box, where you're not, you know, seeing the same style of play week in week out, right. where you're consistently getting quick ball on hard surfaces in the southern hemisphere. All of a sudden, you know, you are able to play in in, in a match. I remember the Bulls played in in snowy conditions yes. where you couldn't literally see the field. You know, it was just you know a, a block of ice. So the, the, those are the types of things that the players are you know are, need, are needing to adapt to. And 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 I guess it's 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 it, it, it bodes well for South African rugby going forward. And I think particularly going, uh, this being a World Cup, yeah, um, South Africa will have many different styles um, to be able to pick from. And, and the types of players now we are able to, to, to you know, to create uh, within the pipeline. And we're also being able to, 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 to see some of the South African players who are applying their trade overseas. Um, and we are we are getting to see them on a bit more regular basis. You know, it just widens the pool for the South African selectors. I suppose another point to consider is refereeing interpretations. It's inevitable that Northern Hemisphere referees mm. are going to referee slightly <laughs> differently or interpret uh, situations, match situations maybe slightly differently compared to what happens with their Southern Hemisphere contemporaries, so to speak. Uh, something also for the South African teams to get used to. Hundred percent, and I think we we also saw how they they referee the breakdown. They they're not quick to to go to the whistle. They allow it to be uh, to be a bit more of a contest, and and I think it's it's, it's one of the areas that when we started out in in the URC, we we, we got caught napping a little bit uh, when it came to the refereeing around the breakdown situation. And I think that the players are getting accustomed to it. They're getting uh, used to it. And 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 if you've been reading recent articles, uh, you know the Springbok director of rugby Rassi Rasmus has also you know extended an arm towards uh, Nigel Owens former refereeing right. uh, the Welsh referee to to be part of the Springbok setup and I think this is where the modern game is going um, with with all these rules particularly with the with the high tackles and and, and all sorts of new changes and, and, and law variations that are happening consistently rugby is a very complex game when it comes to the rules and I think if you have a referee within your ranks to to kind of help the guys understand how refereeing is going to happen um, you know it's a major plus and I think this is a trend we are going to start seeing where 
more and more teams are going to to hire specialists, referees, right. or qualified referees in order to, to to help them, you know, prepare better week in week out. Just staying on the South African theme, I want to switch tack, so to speak, and talk about the Rugby Sevens in Singapore this past weekend. South Africa, as I said earlier, while we were trying to get you back on the line, world beaters in this format of the game for for quite a while, extended periods, and continuing during COVID, when of course some of the some of the teams like New Zealand, for example, didn't take part in in tournaments. But losing to Spain this past weekend, admittedly mitigating circumstances, lots of injuries, but it's it's a really low point for the South African Sevens team what what's gone wrong in the in the past say season or two where south africa have slipped so far down the rankings yeah it's 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 really hard so to see the south african Mm. blitz box being you know being where they are right now um particularly after neil powell left uh, i think he built such a fantastic system where he, he he had a conveyor belt of challenges coming through that that seven setup down in stellenbosch and um, I think now with the new management and new and new coaching and new structures, I think it's 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 going to be a little bit painful and it's 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 going to be worse before it gets better. Um, I think it's going to take some time because you know new ideas, new coaching, new structures, and mm. and I think we need to give to to give the guys who are in now a bit a, a bit more time to settle in and and kind of re- reconfigure. Nobody would have thought that you know we, we'd lose to countries like Spain, but we must also be cognizant that you know rugby as a whole is, is is a growing game globally and most of the countries have caught up um and it's it's no longer about the biggest or the fastest guy mm. anymore it's about the most professional the most uh, because the uh, ip is now readily available uh, the world has gotten so so much smaller with with technology and everybody can prepare just as well as you everybody's eating well everybody's conditioned just as good as you you know so at the uh, at the end of the day it's, it's a game of fine margins and and who who wants it more on, on that particular day Absolutely. I totally agree with everything you said there. Just briefly, because we're running out of time, so much still to unpack on the show. Uh, just uh, looking back at the Curry Cup this past weekend, side at the top of the log losing the Pumas, although they gave it a good battle in the second half in Durban. And bottom of the table, the Bulls, who couldn't buy a win, suddenly recording a massive win <laughs> against Crickers. It seems as if the table's become a lot more congested now. It has, it has. I mean, uh, who would have thought the Bulls would, would pull one out the bag? It's been <laughs> such a torrid time for them. And um, and I think they, they needed this. I think uh, Pretoria really needed this. Um, Jake White has been under fire. They had uh, Edgar Marutlule step down during the week as, as as the coach. And Jake just decided, I will do this. I will handle it. And, 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 and the guys stood up and played for him. And I think the Pumas uh, losing to the Sharks was a bit of a shock. I think they, they've been the form team in, in, in the competition and, and, and nobody saw it coming. I mm. mean, particularly a second string. One could call it a second string Sharks team because the, the bulk of their players have, have, have got had gone over to go go do some duty there in Europe so it was it, it was it, it was a a shock 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 result but i think you know it it, it also shows that um, the sharks are doing something well with the kind of depth that they starting to bring i know that they they junior structures have been doing well in, over the past two seasons and it's nice to see the boys step up uh, to senior level and 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 stand up to be counted um, I think the Curry Cup is going to be, you know, very, very interesting going down to the business end of the season. 
Absolutely. Still in the early days. Thanks so much, Khotso Selo, our rugby correspondent, giving us a look back at all the happenings in the rugby world as far as this weekend is concerned. Just to repeat our quiz question one more time, and then we'll listen to some of your voice notes. I'm looking for a team that traditionally played Greek opponents on Easter Monday on this day. And since you can't watch them play anymore, you might as well go shopping. Let's listen to some of your voice notes.